0: Welcome to the Education, Career, and Beyond podcast. We've combined life experience with young adult drive and ambition. Are you just starting to college plan? Did you finish your education and wonder, now what? Join us in this lively discussion about the topics you need to know to create the next stage of your life's dreams, careers, finances, education, and more. Brought to you by Voice for Heroes 501c3. Welcome to the Education, Career, and Beyond Podcast. This is the official first episode of season two. We have a rebranding, a new name, but the same cast, and an incredible A-list of guests that are set up for this season. You don't want to miss any of it. But today we've got, as always, a fantastic lineup. Great to see you, Ed and Capri, my fellow co-hosts. Welcome back.
1: It's Sorry been a bit to be here again.
0: Yes, 2023. We're ready to go. We're going to inspire and empower so many young adults.
2: Exactly. That's the I'm name ready movie. for it. As always, super excited about this episode. We have a, an emerging uh, artist in the world of uh, writing. Uh, this is this is a great opportunity. The last episode of season one, we talked about writing. The first episode of season two, we're going to talk about writing. I want to introduce you guys to Matt Guzman, Matt is uh, right here in San Diego where we're at. Um, I saw in his bio something really cool. He got an honorable mention in the Futures Contest, Writers of the Futures Contest. And I want to really get into his story because he'll tell you this admittedly, that's not where he comes from, the world of writing, becoming an author, but he's been motivated, excited, and moved in a direction so that he wants to inspire young people. We're super excited to have you, Matt. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here.
0: Now, Matt, I know I can't do it justice. I've read your bio and know this this teaser and tee up, but I would like it to start with you. You have an, an interesting background. You did not come from just a world of writing. Share with us your background and then how that sprung into where you are today.
3: Okay. Well, just to sum it up, basically I spent about 20 years managing restaurants. So I kind of fell into that after I graduated from high school. And when I experienced restaurant management, I started to learn about the things that I, I really enjoy. So I'm not a big person that focuses on food so much. Like some people just love the food industry.
0: I was going to ask, you
3: know are you a foodie? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have some health problems now. So I'm like super healthy at how I eat. Um, but yeah, back in the day, yeah, I would love pizza. Pizza Hut was my place. I spent a lot of years. So, but the thing that I learned when I, was managing is that there's certain things that I really focused in on that really lit me up and got me on fire. And those things were leadership, teaching, inspiring people, helping people to grow and to expand, um, also getting teams to work together. So those are kind of the pieces about it that I really enjoyed, but the rest of it, the managing the restaurants, you know, worrying about uh, P&Ls and inspections and taking care of customers. That didn't really appeal to me. So I'd always written ever since I was a little child, and I'd always do it as a hobby in the background. So I just got to this point um, a few years ago where I just made a commitment to myself. that I said, "I'm I'm done managing restaurants, but I wanted to take all that knowledge that I had gained and use it to be able to teach other people. So that's kind of the short version of it.
0: Let's talk about the genre that you've chosen to write in because it's very specific and I know mm-hmm. it's very dear to you. Why don't you delve into that a little bit?
3: Well, when I was a child, I had a lot of a troubled past. You know, I had difficult things to deal with in my home life and I didn't learn about therapy and psychology. I didn't learn all those things until I went through a divorce in my early 30s. And I went to a therapist and I started understanding Um, what psychology was and what therapy meant and all these tools that I've been missing out on. And it's just one of those things that you can't intuitively figure out on your own. Like you just keep using the same thing that you learned as a child as coping mechanisms, but as an adult, they're not serving you anymore. Mm -hmm. So because of that focus, I became obsessed with brain psychology therapy you know, how we think, how we feel, emotions, and it just kind of evolved into this idea, this um, thought process of, you know, if we can teach children how to think like this when they're very young and they're going through that, instead of struggling, being quiet, being scared, not expressing their feelings, not telling adults what's going on, and then they learn all these wrong not wrong but unhealthy coping mechanisms that we all learn and I thought well why you know focus so much on you know learning it the wrong way for 30 years and then trying to unlearn it we can help children to learn it correctly from the beginning and they can you know be healthy and happy and not have to go through a lot of things that I went through as a child
0: wow powerful story
3: oh thanks
1: Super so Matt, interesting. Um kind oh, oh, you can go
2: ahead. Uh no, I was I um sorry, Capri, I said you could go next, but then a question popped <laughs> into my head. Literally, that's over. exactly what happened to me. <laughs> wow. Um Matt, what what was why science fiction? Why is that the premise of how you're building I would even call an educational series of books for young people? Why did you pick science fiction as the vehicle to, to extend out to young people and get that message across? Well, a couple of reasons. I think one is
3: personally, it's what I'm obsessed with. I love science fiction. When I was a kid, uh, my grandma got me into it, You know, when I was 10 years old. And so I read all the greats from the 20s and the 30s and the 40s. And so I just had this mindset of, of science fiction. And also science fiction has always been a tool for teaching, talking about, you know, what's going on in the world that are happening in the future, what humans are struggling with. You know, 1984 is a book everybody can relate to, talking about Big Brother. You know, those are concepts that science fiction is known for introducing to people. And also, I've noticed since Harry Potter came out that the genre of science fiction has kind of melded with fantasy and fantasy is kind of dominated now. So I've noticed over the years that trends tend, tend to change. So I'm thinking that, you know, maybe science fiction will kind of come back and fantasy will will go back in a di- different area. I don't know. I could be wrong about that, but those are some of the reasons that I chose science fiction.
2: Thanks. Appreciate you answering that question. Sorry, Capri, I cut in line. I'll turn it over to you. You can ask your question. <laughs>
1: okay. You're all good. Forgiven. Um, this is kind of a little bit about like your writing process as well, but like, Can you talk about some of the research you've done when like learning or like writing about the psychology behind your books? Because I personally haven't read any. And I think it's really really interesting that you're able to incorporate those things and also like maybe share some of the lessons that you've learned through that, because that's such a big topic, especially um, right now, I think it's becoming more and more prevalent.
3: Yeah. So um, basically, I consume all forms of information. So I read books. I watch YouTube Videos. Um, I listen to podcasts like crazy. I was telling Ed, you know, I listened to your season one in like two or three days because I listen to five or six hours of podcasts every well, day. Well, we're
0: thankful and sorry at the same time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right
3: there. Thanks, no, Matt. Some, some great content. The best part was Ed trying to get the title right for every episode. Yes. Can never get and it then right. they change it on me. <laughs> they
1: their name.
0: they had to them. change it, Matt. There it was no choice. It was no choice. It was a, it was a humanitarian project to really change that name for it.
3: Love it. But um, the other part of the process is as far as the writing, it goes, I went to so many different seminars. I went to um, conventions, different uh, writing groups, you know, I just made a lot of connections. And when I was younger, I was really shy about that. Like it was hard to you know be vulnerable and ask questions and not know what you're talking about but um i don't know if you've read the book uh, mindset by carol dweck but she has a great great viewpoint on the difference between a fixed mindset and a mm-hmm. growth mindset you know in a fixed oh, yeah. mindset yeah is where you just you think you have to be good at it if you're not good at it it stresses you out but a growth mindset is like hey i learned i didn't know what i'm doing i asked these questions you know, I made a mistake. Great, now I learned mm-hmm. from that. I could move on. So as I got older, I got a lot quicker about you know just reaching out, talking to people, asking questions, and that's that's really how we learn the best is from communicating with people and expressing ideas back and forth to each other. So between all that, that's kind of how I I grew myself as a writer and as someone that could incorporate emotional health into my, my storytelling.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow.
1: Super interesting. I'm just so intrigued by that, especially like the whole psychology part behind it. There's always so much to learn. How, um, kind of like in a time frame, like how long does it take you to kind of put all this together and kind of decide your style before um, you published your first book?
3: Well, it's not the this book that I just published in January is not the first novel I've written. It's probably the seventh one. Um, so the first novel I wrote was I was seventeen, which was thirty years ago, and just over the years I've just experimented with different things. Um, at the beginning, I was focused more on like, oh, how are people going to receive this, and mm-hmm. you know, what are people going to think, and are people going to like this? And as That's I got so older, cool. I yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Especially when you're young, because you're still in that mindset of like yes. trying to fit in and what's your identity and trying to please people. And but as I got older, I just got more confident because I realized that something I'd heard over and over in the writing world is, you know, you're a writer if you're not getting paid and there's nothing else going on, but you're still going to write. And I realized that's me. It's like I just love being in flow, you know, taking an idea in my head and putting it into words. And that's just something I love to do. So if I never got paid a penny, you know, until I die. I'm still going to do it because I love doing it. So just, uh, you know, have you ever read Malcolm Gladwell's book, um, Outliers?
1: No, I really want to know. on want my to read that one list too. Of to be read.
3: Well, he, you may have heard this. Have you ever heard of the 10,000 hour rule?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. Yeah. So he popularized that. He didn't come up with a concept, but he popularized it. And it's just a, a shorthand metaphor to help you understand that the human brain you can't master something just because you want to. You have to put in the time. You know, yes. so ten thousand hours might be four hours a day for ten years. Yes. And the best part is getting the feedback loop. So if you just do it in isolation, you won't necessarily get better. But if you you write something and then you show it to somebody and they give you a little feedback, oh, now I've learned something. Okay, mm-hmm. and that's just how you you uh, perfect your craft.
0: That's, that could be its own show right there, talking about those really? key principles that you brought up in these last few questions. Really, really powerful. As you know, the show, we're we're really gearing towards our young adults to learn all the different industries or ideas or thoughts and careers and options that are out there. And you're coming in with such great experience, how you've had one and then the other. When we talk about your journey, what have you learned the most from this part of your journey of transitioning from that career in restaurant over here to this process of now reaching young adults with through, through the power of writing.
3: Oh, so many lessons. I would say for me the biggest thing that I am learning and I keep learning is to manage my expectations because you know, our mind is constantly being inputted with ideas and there's this idea that you have to have this amount of money or you have to be this famous or you have to have this kind of lifestyle in order to be happy and it's 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 just programming and it doesn't work so a lot of times those expectations leak in and so you start thinking oh i need to sell this many books and i have to get this many readers and i have to get these great reviews and there's these whole list of expectations that we're constantly or that i'm constantly having to rewrite because if i i let the expectation be too high and not realistic and then i get disappointed you know Sad and I'm discouraged. I'm like, oh, and then I realized, wait a minute, you know, this is not reality. This is just some expectation that my mind created, but it's not based on the facts. So, you know, as I journeyed and gone into these places where I don't know where I'm doing, where I'm learning, where I'm experimenting, you know, acting like a scientist, right? I just do just expectation because it's not, it's not based on a reality. It's based on some ideal that my mind's created. And if I allow myself to miss the mark and get discouraged, then I won't be able to move forward.
0: That's such a key component to any success plan and to training ourselves to continue moving forward and expanding our mindset to make that happen. Thank you. Yep. Ed, you got any more questions?
2: Yeah, I do, Matt. So you said that you've been writing since you were a teenager And I would imagine that you go through this process and you iterate and you iterate and iterate. Um, When you sat down to write this book in particular, and we talked about the psychological component, trying to find a way to get young people to have a better image of their mental health, self-image. Why was this the one that you said, I've got to get this message out? I know you've got your own personal experience. I'm just curious why this one is so passionate for you. Well,
3: you know, the world that we live in, there's never an end to problems, right? You turn on the news and you hear problem after problem after problem. And being in the restaurant business for 20 years... One thing that I feel I got pretty good at is identifying what the root problem is. Because a lot of times fires go out, fires and people are reactive instead of proactive and they run over here and they got to put out this fire and they run out here, got to put this fire, but nothing ever gets solved permanently. And those fires just keep happening. And so we see all these types of problems in the world and we could just sit here and list them ad nauseum. But I think that if all of us were able to understand our emotions better because our emotions are what drive every decision we make. It drives the experience that we have with life. It drives how we interact with people. Like if you go to, if you pulled up a thousand problems, you know, probably 990 of them could be solved if people had a better understanding of their emotional health. And, you know, I want to reach, Kids with the books, but I also want to talk to parents too. I also have another tangent idea for uh, another part of uh, my business that I want to do. So it's kind of a, a communication that I'm creating between parents because we know parents are really, really busy. Especially the middle class, it's getting harder and harder to make a living. So they're so focused on making a living, they don't have that time. But they have the desire. They they know they want to take care of their kids' emotional health and help them. So that's kind of what I'm trying to do here: is write the books to teach the kids how to communicate, ask questions, open up, be vulnerable, and then also help the parents be able to accept what their children are saying and not come from a place of fear, which, you know, fear is like the number one emotional problem we have in our society is people don't understand why they're afraid. Some people don't even understand that they are afraid and that. So I just think that, if as a society, if we could all improve our emotional health even percent, it would it would just it would create a, a a trip a ripple effect where it would just solve so many other problems on top of it.
2: Gotcha. Well, I think it's amazing message, Matt. I love the way that you're presenting it. I've got mm-hmm. one really important question left, and it's it's going to make or break the nature of the world of science fiction moving forward. Star Trek, Star Wars. Pick one. <laughs> Star Wars. Oh, Matt, you threw me a curve right there. Thought we were <laughs> <she gonna stay laughs> I like that answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Matt, tell the folks the name of the book, where they can find it, if they want more information, how to get a hold of you. Sure. Um, i got a copy right here. It's uh, I don't know if
3: you can see it. It's Read and Reese and the Broken Moon. Uh, right now it's available on Amazon. Um, in all formats except audiobook audiobook will be in another month and I'm also planning to go wide so my goal is to get into libraries schools and anywhere else I can find a place so uh, usually Instagram is the best place to find out what I'm talking about I communicate the most there and then you can through the Instagram links you can go to my website you can go to Amazon Amazon, right. you can go to my other social media accounts.
0: And we're going to make sure that those are all in the show notes. So you any platform that you are viewing this or watching this, those notes are right there. Click the link will so be able to have direct access over to Matt.
2: Hey, Matt, it was great having you on. Appreciate you giving us some time. It's wonderful to get somebody who's, you know, I love about it is you've taken something that you're obviously passionate about with years of experience, you've honed a craft. And I think there's a lesson in there for young people. It's like, just get started. I don't care what is that 10,000 hours thing that you said just get yes. started. And it sounds like you've kind of invested in yourself and invested in your writing and look at you you're a published author. I'm pretty proud of you my man. Nice job. Thank you. All right, we got to get out of here but Matt, I forgot to ask two questions. Capri's got a question, so we're going to come back again and talk about it. Matt, my question to you was, with this book, is it a series that's going to focus on different psychological and emotional things as you go through it? What's the game plan for the book?
3: Yeah, for sure. It's actually book one of a seven-book series. It's already (laughs) planned out. Um, I'm going to publish a new book every six months, Um, and I've already written... The first five, obviously the first one's published. And then, so the sixth one I'm going to write in April. So if the series takes off, if it's good, if people like it, you know, if I can start making some money back, then I do have some ideas for some standalone books afterwards, after the seven book arc is finished. But we'll see down the road. I have ideas. I always have tons of ideas. That's not the hard part. It's finding the time and writing it and getting it all done. Exactly.
2: That was my question. Capri, go ahead. Ask your question.
1: Awesome. Well, we've talked about so much about like the creative side and like trying new things and how long it takes them after that. Do you have um, any other advice for young creative people who want to try and start their own business or make something um, out of make a business out of their creative hobby?
3: Yeah, well, the best advice that I've heard over the years is that a lot of people have a lot of good ideas but where they fail is they stop. And that is the problem. It's not that the idea was bad or you know they made mistakes. We're all gonna make mistakes and we're all gonna learn, but it's the moment you stop, then you'll, you won't be able to reach your goal. And that's, I was talking earlier about expectation is a lot of times you have this expectation. Oh, it'll take me six months to publish a book. Well, then mm-hmm. it takes two years. But if I had stopped at six months, then I never would be here at this point. So that's the biggest thing is mm-hmm. there's that, um, what's that? It's called a imposter syndrome. Yes. You know, we Yeah, we have this fear that comes up and it's saying, oh, you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You can't do this, whatever. Everyone's mind's a little different. So mm-hmm. you have to recognize that that's just a fear and that if you just keep doing it and go through it and say, okay, I set these goals, I'm going to hit it. Oh, didn't quite make it in time. That's fine. I'll just keep going. But the, the moment you stop, that is what separates successful people
2: from unsuccessful people. I love it. That was beautiful. Oh, I'm glad that was great. recorded.
1: Yeah. Anything else before we let this but...
2: man go? I know Amy's got like a date or something. We got to get her out of here. She got to get ready for going out <laughs> with,
0: with daughter. With daughter.
2: Love it. Aww. There you go. Parents. Children, students talking to each other. Fantastic. Matt, that was a good uh, little accessory okay. interview that we did. Compliments of uh, Capri having another question, which made me think of a question. Another okay. great job. Look forward to seeing you next time. We want to get you back for your next book. Ready? You going to do it? Sure. Yes. Yeah. That's great. what I like to hear. All right. Thanks. So guess what? Is awesome. Guess what? Capri. What? what? Yeah. Guess What? 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 That's episode what? one, season two, y'all. <laughs> episode one, season awesome. two. Um, listen. First one in the book. Exactly. So the stuff that we do here is to help young people, like Matt was talking about, help parents, give their young people direction. If you like the episode, um, just hit like. If you think it's important and it's got good information, share it with someone else. And now that we're back on schedule, you can hit subscribe and you'll get a new episode put in your mailbox and delivered to you on demand whenever it's available. I'm Ed Sanderson. That's Matt Guzman, who has been our guest. That's Amy Struggs. And that is Capri Suarez. We have a new show title. Somebody tell them what it is because I don't remember.
1: Education, career, and beyond. Thanks That's for it. listening. and We'll see you next week.
2: <laughs> Very good. I'll get it one of these seasons. <laughs> really?
1: I think we should just keep changing it. Every we'll time it every time. Oh good lord. Do
2: you better not maybe You maybe know what's worse? Is you're like gonna change episode. it back to the original one. That's what you're gonna do to me.
0: Oh <laughs> no. no, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh no. Much more creative than that.
2: Oh, they're gonna persecute me, Matt. They're gonna they're gonna make me go stir crazy <laughs> for sure. All right, guys. See you good next episode. Week. Talk to you next week.